This week on the show, we have anime and video game voice actor Vincent Fallow. Oh, God, am I not used to, like, be up way past midnight. I mean, it's like 12 past, but I'm, I'm not a night owl anymore. So forgive me whenever I say some bullshit. <laughs> oh, you're good, man. <laughs> yeah, we got you late. We tried to get you as early as we could over here. Yeah, thank you for making that time. It's, it's hard balancing the, the Europe, uh, United States time difference. Yeah. Something about getting older, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm probably the oldest one here. I used to be able to stay up till like 2, 3 in the morning and then just get up and have a full day. And now it's like 10 p.m. and I'm just dead. Yeah. 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 I, I, I kind of trained that. Like, uh, it, it used to be way different, but now I just hit the hay at like 10 p.m. and then wake up at six and I'm fine. But anything else, not it's 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 just not gonna work. Concentration's just like fucking gone. I mean, it's it's not school anymore. I actually have to like read for a living. I have to read stuff and I have to act stuff. <laughs> and I realized I actually need, need like a functioning body and a you know, good space in my head. Otherwise, I'm just, like, fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, you mean all that stuff they told us as kids about taking care of yourself is true? <laughs> yeah, sleep's important. Yeah, actually, uh, exactly. Damn. <laughs> fucking adults. I'm so screwed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna be dead in 20 years. Out here, going to bed at, like, 2 a.m., waking up at, like, 5. It's like, fuck. Must be nice. <laughs> my man. <laughs> Living the life. And God, DJing, or not DJing, I'm sorry, because that's the, that's the wrong that's word. That's a verb, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what should I, what's the word I should use? Because I don't, I don't know the terminology. I don't know, I'm just a music producer. Yeah. Audio engineer, bunch of shit. But working those sets, you, you're typically up pretty late, I'd, I'd yeah. imagine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, bars close at like two over here, so. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's crazy shit. And then you got to break down, and then by the time you get home, it's like a good, like, 3.30. You're like, all right, ugh, who's awake? Oh, boy. Can't wait to play shows again. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, man. Yeah. Get ready. Yeah. Floodgates are going to open. Open her up. <laughs> I'm Fingers. Hey everyone, this is Days Ahead. And I'm Nitroid. You're listening to the Kojima Frequency. I feel like this was more an easier adjustment with nerds because it's like, okay, cool, now I can like raid every night or some shit like that. <laughs> Hell yeah, now yeah. I can tend to my backlog. All right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Precisely. Precisely. <laughs> Um, right. And now I'm just trying to figure out how to clear up that backlog before I, I I'm a person again. I'm a human being. <laughs> but instead, I keep just buying new games and getting my friends to push me back into WoW Classic. <laughs> and with my it's kids, I'm basically just going to go right back to not having a nightlife. <laughs> Speaking of WoW, uh, you, you did some voicing for some World of Warcraft stuff, right? Oh, yeah, I did. Shadowlands and the promotional trailer for it for uh, some area. I don't even remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was good stuff. That was actually really good stuff. I was super excited back then. Uh, that was, it, it was great, especially because <laughs> uh, you have like the, um, the English reference for it. Like you hear it once and then you just do your own take on it. Mm -hmm. It has to be the exact same length. So, you know, it all matches. Yeah. And that was crazy because I could just, I could, I could showcase all that stuff I, I used to do while playing, you know, when you just like play a game and you hear a line like over and over and just try to imitate the voice and stuff like that. Yeah. For and, the alliance. Uh, we were, yeah. we've, been, we've literally been doing that like all day when we play is quote the NPCs. And I'm yeah, sure you did exactly. that when you had the aforementioned binges. Damn straight. Damn straight I did. And I could just, like, use that. It's it's what I get paid for now, which is insane. <laughs> so good. Anything else you've been playing recently? I don't want oh, to dictate finished... this conversation with WoW, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, like, it's, it's going to be pretty weird because it's going to be that game again. But Resident <laughs> Evil Village was hell good yeah, shit. Brother. I enjoyed the hell out of it. That was so good. I finished it yesterday. 
Yeah. I finished it, I want to say Wednesday. I cried a little, and then I got back, I got ready for my next run, because that that's what I do. That's fucking good. <laughs> yeah, we'll try to keep this one spoiler-free since it, it's pretty new. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like probably five or six hours into it. I, I'm enjoying it. Definitely having a good time. Uh, one of my buddies put it put it pretty well. It's like it's kind of just like the Van Helsing of, of Resident Evils. It's just like, all right, here you go. Here's a little <laughs> bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, defo, defo. It's an appetite sampler. Yeah, it's probably best we don't dwell on it because I have unkind things to say about this game. Oh, come <laughs> which is totally okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought totally you said you enjoyed it, and now you're like, oh, I just I, don't fucking like it. I had uh, something resembling a good time. Which is a win in my book. That gift that you posted <laughs> of the uh, of the guy just hitting the, the soda cups on all the different sodas. <laughs> that seemed to pretty much uh, sum it up. I'm, I'm going to steal something that a friend said. And uh, it's that if this story had been one of the Resident Evil movies... Everybody would have complained about it. Oh, for sure. For uh, sure. No, no, because I like Ethan a lot more than I like Alice in any of the films in this game. Um, okay. All right. I'll give, yeah, I'll give you point that taken. one. Like, I don't even like him that, that much. <laughs> and I don't feel like Mikami is gonna, trying to show off his wife when Ethan is running around being his normal, as normal as he can be self. God, does yeah. Mikami doesn't even work on these anymore, though, does he? No, I was just making a joke about Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> I'm sorry you were too invested in your hate to get to, to get it. I am I am always invested when I hate on something. No, I had a good time. Um I'm probably gonna play it again on that Village of Shadows difficulty, just to kind of see what uh changes there are, because there are apparently some. I'm not gonna get into details, but it sounds interesting enough that I'll give it another run through. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna stop. Yeah, yeah, let's move on. Yeah, it definitely seems like it's got a bunch of fun bonus stuff to go through, and like it gives you incentive for replay. That's it. Add infinite ammo. Okay, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody's also talking about like I'm not gonna say much, but it's been talked about enough to where I feel like I can justify it. That part in the dollhouse, like. I the first time I did it, I like alt F forward and then I just walked away from my computer to go <laughs> for a Mother's Day lunch with my family. Um, but you know what? Like anything that's like that, like that type of segment, like that sort of forced stealth. Once you kind of understand how the mechanics work, it's a little less scary. Um, but I think I'm hoping that everybody knows what I'm talking about because yeah, fuck yeah, sure, 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 that sure, sure, shit, man. Somebody <laughs> I, played I way too much PT. You cakewalk. <laughs> yeah, that was so easy to me. For for some reason, I don't know. It's like me and a, my uh, best friend we played it together, and uh, we went through there fast. That was super weird. <laughs> Is that adrenaline going? Nah, but I feel like I, I do feel like a lot of the how you interpret some of this game is very subjective and how genre savvy you are. So going back yeah. to the dollhouse, like I thought this was a good example because when you get there, you see that there are places where you can hide. And I've seen folks interpret that as kind of subjectively interpret that in two ways. One is holy fucking shit. I'm going to have to hide from something and I have no weapons. You know, when is this going to happen game? And the other other people were saying, oh, my gosh, you know, like this is so this telegraphs exactly what's going to happen because I've played enough horror games to know I'm about to like get chased by a thing and I have to hide. And that's going to be the segment. And I noticed that with a lot. And again, I guess we don't can't talk too much about spoilers, but I, I noticed <laughs> that with a lot of qualities of RE8 um, because it's not, it seems like it seems like everybody as genre savvy as they are with you know survival horrors and resident evil in general we all had specific expectations and some people liked it and some people didn't really fit that expectation yeah yeah and i can say i enjoyed that patchworky experience to me it was great i liked it more when i understood it more when i first, when it first started i was like oh you know it's this is going to be more than just, you know, the castle and the village. Um, yeah. But like 
as as I got to see the other folks, particularly the dollhouse and uh, Nicolas Cage, which you guys know who I'm talking about when I say he's pretty much Nicolas Cage in a video game. Well, well. I think I appreciate them a little more as <laughs> like right. appetizer sa- samplers, I guess. Yeah. Going back to the app, the sampler analogy. Yeah, totally. I saw um, I saw a pretty great comment that kind of summarizes how I feel. It's uh, the best way to summarize RE8 is to imagine somebody very carefully mixing Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 7 in a lab. And then halfway through, they accidentally knock over a big bottle of Resident Evil 6 and then just dump the whole thing into the mixture. (laughs) 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 Makes a lot of sense. Okay, enough spoiling. So you're going to tell us why you don't like it or? No, because I'm going to get yelled (laughs) at. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's what you're good at. I mean, go ahead. Yeah, you're gonna get yelled at because all you said, all you said so far, is made analogies and vague statements. I'm just saying you're gonna get yelled at either way. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I'll try to keep it short. But you ever heard the phrase? And I'm sure I've brought it up on the show before. But Roger Ebert had a term uh, that he coined. Uh, he called it idiot plot. Have you ever heard of this? No. Sounds uh, very Resident Evil, though. It's basically like. <laughs> It's basically like, oh, you know, we're not, oh, we're we're in a bad situation, not because you know the odds are against us, but because we made mistakes. Yeah, more or less, it's nonsensical mistakes. It's if the if the main character, yeah, essentially you hit it. Uh, where if a main character wasn't an idiot, the problem would be over very quickly. And Ethan is a grade A idiot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like. Chris is also apparently a grade A idiot because I can't I can't get into this without getting into spoilers. But like every uh, decision made throughout this story could be very like every major problem that comes up could be very easily remedied by having a 10 second conversation. They even say that in the game. They're like, yeah, right. right? I I was about to say (laughs) they've got awareness for that. It it gets pretty Japanese, like around the end, like like pacing wise, story wise, oh, and, yeah. and and all, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, "Yo, this kind of feels more like playing the Yakuza series or something like that." What's going on? <laughs> it was on like with exposition that? dumpy. Yeah, very much. Whereas... I'm gonna give it another shot and and see if my opinion changes, though. So it doesn't even have to, you know. Like it's a good opinion to have. It's totally valid. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to invalidate it. It's just the whole time you were, like, making vague analogies, and I'm like, I wish he would just break down why he keeps making these grand statements about why he doesn't like this game. Yeah, I know. I need more time to sort of deconstruct it in my head and 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 whittle it down into more concrete statements. It's just It's just so loud and bombastic and detached from everything that Resident Evil has been in the past, especially even even in comparison to seven, which was kind of shocking to me because uh, as, as ridiculous as seven got, it was more grounded than it had been in a while. I felt. Oh yeah, for um, sure. Mm-hmm. With that. And so Texas chain hostile aesthetic. Yeah. I love seven. Um, for the most part, it was, it was uh, one of the best horror games I'd played in a long time. And I, I waited to play that until I had access to a, a PlayStation VR headset. And man, nice. that was one of the most terrifying experiences. But uh, you you want to know the most you want to know what scared me more than anything in this entire game? It was when one of one of the daughters in the mansion suddenly popped up and went rawr at you like that made me jump more than anything else in the game. <laughs> <laughs> like I went through the whole thing with like a flat face and I just was like, why did they had so much potential to make this absolutely terrifying and then just it kept backing off and i don't understand why because feedback from players in re7 they said that it was too scared man screw those guys <laughs> yeah screw those guys i buy a horror game to get scared not to feel safe right amen to that yeah like besides like jump scares i don't know like resident evil hasn't been like too scary i don't know it's it's like especially with this one it kind of reinforced the idea i was like oh okay this is like evil dead pretty much like it's it's like that level of horror 
where it's like, yeah, yeah, I guess it's scary what's going on. Like, I wouldn't want this happening to me, but it's not the most, like, uh, scary horror version. It's kind of, like, grindhousey in yeah, a way. Yeah, just campy. Yeah. And I mean, thinking back, I mean, classic Ari. This is the series that's, like, yeah, Master of Unlocking. When I think Prime Ari, I think of that live-action cutscene. Which they actually yeah. reference in this game. You'll see Chris lights it. Chris, there's a scene where Chris lights a cigarette exactly like the like redhead Chris from the FMV did. Is <laughs> that what that was? I knew I'd seen it somewhere before. <laughs> your brain, you may have not noticed, but your brain did. Right. <laughs> that's kind of great. That's okay. That's kind of great. Uh, and those are all those little things I noticed. And maybe that's why I had a better experience. And I'm not trying to say, oh, Nightshore is a fake RE fan because that's not at all. But like I was just kind of like digging through the lore, like making those connections, like using again, going back to using my genre savviness, my RE savviness. And I, 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 I appreciated it. I don't know. I guess I just miss when it was more grounded in a framework. I mean, Resident Evil's always been campy and cliche. That's not that's not what I'm saying. It's just there used to it used to have a more grounded feel to it. And even the Resident Evil 2 remake seemed to have that that groundedness to it that the uh, the classics had. But this is just like, I I don't know what this is. It's kind of like yeah. Metal Gear. This shit just yeah. got a little out of hand. It just kept going. It, 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 <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of a specific Metal Gear. I'll, I, I, I wonder if you can guess which one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am the stick in the mud today, and I apologize. So I'm gonna. No, I'm perfect. just gonna. Yeah, actually, I'm gonna be this. honest with you. You really are stick in the mud because, as you can see, I put <laughs> half a page of notes to talk about this, and most of this has just been you shitting on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm old and curmudgeonly. Disregard. Never, never. It's valid. It's a high standard. Most things cannot live up against anymore. But it's a great standard. I will say this. Uh, they need to release a VR patch for it. Yes. Uh, I bet if I played sure. it in VR, I would love it like 10 times more. For sure. I, ho I, ho I hope that comes like I really do. I don't even play that much VR, but it's amazing. Oh, there's, there's this new, uh, supposedly, they, there's this, this leak of the new VR headset for uh, PlayStation 5. With like Ooh. 2K resolution per eye, like like two eye kind of stuff measurements. I don't even know what's going on with that, but I hope it's legit because it sounds amazing and it's probably gonna look amazing. That's in the realm of what the uh, the Valve Index has, doesn't it? Yeah, it, mm -hmm. it also like from what I've seen, it it seems to have like uh, new controllers stuff that kind of looks. Uh, more sophisticated and advanced haptic feedback and stuff like that. Okay, that's going to be cool. I, I hope it's legit. <laughs> it's still like a rumor. I was looking at the uh, the that that new model of the HTC Vive because Lord knows I pretty much bought this this Oculus uh, Oculus Rift as a placeholder, and you know my concerns were validated, and and that's that's sort of starting to get into that. They're starting to get into the the specs of of like a an index, and you know it's good to have more options as as far as I'm concerned. I, I definitely don't yeah. want, especially after that announcement that RE4 VR is going to be Oculus exclusive. Like I want that competition and variety with VR, whether it's in PlayStation or PC. Yep. Maybe. Oh, well, I was going to say, maybe you should try that Nitro. But then I realized that would be me asking you to get an Oculus. And I, I wouldn't do that to my worst enemy. <laughs> well, um, I found out that there's a some sort of software that you can download so that you can use the PlayStation VR on PC. Oh, yeah. So I might give that a shot. I don't know how difficult it is. OK, because I would definitely be interested in giving RE7 a shot on VR. Well, oh, you're gonna um, shit your pants so hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm expecting that. You have a PS4, right? I, I do have a PS4. You want me to just like I can just mail you the VR headset if you want to give it a shot. Oh my god, no! I don't like to be <laughs> responsible with that that type of expensive equipment. <laughs> I have kids. Believe me, they've they've been rougher on it than you'll ever be. We'll, we'll talk about it offline. We need a yeah, yeah, yeah. We need a days ahead VR stream. Uh, yes. 
I had a friend. He he wanted. He was like he bought Phasmophobia, and I was really excited to play with him. And the first thing he tells me is, "Oh, I'm gonna do this in VR." And I'm like, "Dude, I can't teach you this game in VR. It's kind of complex." He's like, "No, no, 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 no. I, I want to be scared." And like, I can't tell him how to use his journal. Like, <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, press the J button, dude." And he's like, I don't have J buttons on my hands. And then like we got we got a hunting and like my partner died and he alt F Ford. However, the fuck you alt F four on each on on a on a VR headset because he got so scared. <laughs> oh, gee, <sighs> that Beautiful. game's pretty. So, yeah, if you want another scary experience on your VR, there you go. Did they ever figure out how to get alien isolation to work in VR? I hope not. Man, man. (laughs) So, Vincent, let me ask you something. Sure. So as someone who plays games uh, and uh, and voice acts in games, is it ever weird, like hearing your your own voice come out of a game you're playing or have you had that experience yet or? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, great that you ask. I, I hear my currently hear myself in trailers a lot and I'm not allowed. I'm, I'm not allowed to announce this. Uh, not yet. Only when the game drops. But I literally hear myself every damn day whenever I scroll through Facebook, Instagram, uh, that, that uh, YouTube. Pre-roll, that pre-roll on the Twitch ads. Yeah, exactly. All that. It's insane and i always feel like yeah now i'm gonna switch back to english like (laughs) uh, it's uh, unless it's really really good i usually don't really dig my performances that much uh I, i think it's because you don't really get that much time to flesh out a performance in german uh, so it needs to be really really good for me for my inner critic to be like okay this is fine i can enjoy the game my voice might be in there, but I can enjoy the game because the performance ain't total shit. <laughs> but it's it's tough. It's tough. Why don't you have as much time to uh to prepare for it in German? Uh you basically go there, like into the studio. It's it's pretty late when they get the texts and then they gotta localize that. And um yeah, when you record, everything has to be like super crazy fast. Um, you sometimes do like 200 takes per hour, which is oh my like two, two, 200 lines per hour is, uh, like not that much time. <laughs> Jeez. And, um, yeah, it's just like a very, very, very tight schedule, especially when, when you have like a project, like, I don't know, let's say, uh, the Elder Scrolls online or something like that it has like huge chunks of text or Final Fantasy 14 for that matter. I think it also has like a lot of voice acting in there. Uh, that kind of stuff needs, uh, like, it needs to be in line with development of the game itself and stuff like that. So these voice lines need to be in the game when it releases. And you get the voice lines and, and the scripts and whatever pretty far into development. So uh, it's it's like a... It's a battle. <laughs> so there's typically more of a more priority put on English voice acting, I would assume, and then the other languages sure. are sort of sped through. Yeah, okay. Yeah, original language goes first, may maybe English or Japanese or whatever it is. Unless you're doing mocap. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is probably going to get we can cut this out, but like how much of what we talked about before we started recording is is clear to get into? Like with regards to you're doing mocap and everything, or not mocap, but a facial capture. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, it's just I it, I didn't sign an NDA, but I can't really say much oh, about yeah, yeah, it because yeah. I don't even know the project really. Uh, oh okay. Well, I only know it's like a third person. No, it's it's a first person. You, yeah, I mean, you don't have to get into it if you don't want to. No, it's That's, like I'm fine. It's the Metal Gear remake. <laughs> <laughs> just no, kidding, it's everybody. Not. Please it's don't like, wash your mouth out. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, I'm gonna put us in trouble again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please, please don't do that. <laughs> podcast hints at Metal Gear remake. Voice actor possibly involved. Tom Olson podcast. We're no longer the Metal Gear podcast. We're the Tom Olson cast. <laughs> god, Game Rant's still making articles about that. 
god. <laughs> Even after that update, him just going to look for work at Parasol. <laughs> Parasol. Parasol. <laughs> yeah. People still oh. want more. That's so funny too. That people were like, "Wait, does that mean that we're we're gonna get a, a version where he goes?" It's like, oh god. No jokes. Only hints. Yeah. Can you imagine Capcom and Konami doing like a cross promotional type thing with a bunch of podcasters? Oh my god, people. Oh god. I mean, they theoretically no, they never would. They lack the awareness of the fan base completely in that regard. Yeah. I would play the shit out of a Metal Gear Resident Evil crossover game, though. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine, imagine you're just like you're Chris Redfield and then you switch to Snake and you just go like, damn, this is good. Why are there zombies around here everywhere? Stuff like that. <laughs> wait a minute. Survive? Yeah, wait a, yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, I like, think like, this is done before. Game. <laughs> I spoke a little too quick there. Yeah, a little bit. Fuck it. They're just like not crystal zombies, and then we're good. Fuck those crystal zombies. Can I ask you kind of a weird question? And if you don't want to comment on this or you feel like uncomfortable talking about this, I totally understand. I saw on your credits that you had uh, Hunt Down the Freeman on your <laughs> RA or your CV. And I, I'm just so curious about that experience. Like, We're getting into the real shit now. Uh, I don't, yeah. again, I know that, like, it's a bit of a controversy, but oh, for someone to have, like, that first hand of it, uh, that was, like, yeah, it's, it's, one of two things I really want to talk about today. So. Oh, that's just so, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, hunt down the Freeman. That was, uh, I think that was my very first kind of voice acting gig for, for like a game, if you want to call it that. <laughs> it resembles a game. It resembles a game. I, I was asked via Facebook because, uh, like, I don't know, I think we both were, like, the creator and I, we were both in the uh, Metal Gear Solid fan club. And we're going gonna to talk about that, too. We'll get to oh that. Oh, my God. But, but please continue. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, basically he contacted me on Facebook, and I was like, yeah, sure, I want to do that. I, I really like doing the voice acting thing. And I had zero clue. Like, I had, I had no idea what to do, and uh, I got invited to a Discord, and, like, every blue moon, I got a script. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah do, do this guy. And then there, there were just the lines, like my lines. And I, zero fucking clue wh like where i was what am i like what, I, what i'm answering to or like like where i even was like wh where my character was i just had my lines the stuff that i had to say no context no nothing you kind of need that as an actor um i just did what i had to so so they intentionally like obscured stuff from you well, essentially i i think it was just they just had like no clue or was it just more negligence yeah it was, it was, uh, this, this is, uh, like a kind of a Hanlon's razor. I think that's the phrase for it. Uh, don't attribute to malice, but you can, uh, explain with, well, being a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I guess they just didn't know better. I like that version better. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was super weird uh but i was still very invested and i wanted to check out you know how the game progresses uh but it was it was a horrible experience even just like being in that discord and knowing that they had like a i don't know an office somewhere with three people where they were doing like the actually important stuff and i was in a discord with all these uh outsourced elements like like people who did some animation, some uh, like mapping, like 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 levels, game design stuff like that, and it, it didn't take long for me to realize that this is not gonna work out the way they're doing it. <laughs> I was working in video game, uh, like I was working in video games as a QA, and I realized they are like they they're fucking this up. They're fucking this up pretty hard. And and, and you, you always can, you hear, I was gonna say you always hear those stories, you know, about actors in movies where they're like they know like this movie's gonna go bad, but 
they're making the most of it. And now we're looking at it. We're looking at it from a voice actor angle now, too. So that's kind of cool. Totally. Totally. Uh, yeah. Like, and, and additionally to that, I was just like a shitty fucking actor. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, do, do, do a Russian accent in, in English and then just do, like, whatever. Here are your lines. I like the stuff you're reading. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, 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 I can do that. It was uh, not good. <laughs> when, when, when the game was played, I was in, uh, in, a, in a live call with all the other uh, outsourced developers. We were never really regarded as kind of part of the team. We were like the, the guys that had a bunch of very valid questions and <laughs> just like barely got an answer. <laughs> and, and, and then we saw this game being played by one of the biggest Half-Life content streamers. And boy, what an experience. We, like at, at first, we were just silent. Like we, we couldn't believe what we were seeing because these guys have been working their asses off for this. And then, then we saw what, like, what it all amounted to. And <laughs> after a while, we just started laughing. Like, we, we went through all phases of grief, so to say. It was, it was great. Like, we were silent, and then we were super fucking angry. We couldn't believe it. We tried to, I don't know, find some reason why this game just sucked so much. <laughs> and uh, in the end, we just laughed about it. And it was... It was an experience. It was a ride. Not a good one, but it was a ride. I mean, now you're you're part of history for, for better or worse. I mean Yeah. Uh but God like, damn it. Here, yeah, let's let's but, let's let's switch the topic a little bit. I didn't mean to yeah, like I put know. you on the spot there because I feel no, bad it's, now. It's okay, I'm crying already. <laughs> it's okay. I like I was gonna say I noticed that it is not listed on your website as one of the things you've worked on. Yeah, and, fucking and, leave me. I'm just gonna just gonna ignore this thing. But shit, I mean, now now you're doing stuff like I mean, JoJo and and One Piece and yeah. you know Bleach yeah. and, and it's it's crazy, man. Like just seeing your all, all the reveals that you're getting now, just on different roles. It's like holy shit, Vincent. Damn, like <laughs> yeah. It's it's even. Uh, I, I have to stop like every once in a while and say, damn, this is going way too fast. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, pretty cool. Like from a from an outsider standpoint, uh, voicing so many fucking iconic characters while while only doing this professionally for like two years now. Like uh, that was the first time I set foot into a studio, so I count from that point on. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it shouldn't be like that, but it somehow happened, and I'm I'm super fucking happy for that. It's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be great. I can, I can only get better. Do you think that's more like the result of like your agent reaching out to certain people or, or people hearing your voice and being like, oh, I, I like that guy. And then they reach out to you or how, how does that typically go down? Yeah, I don't I don't have an agent yet. OK, so like I'm I'm chasing those jobs myself. And then there are enough people like kind of talking about me. So this is not about uh like public following or anything, but people talking about me because I am present somewhere and I'm 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 very present everywhere so to say. Like I'm 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 my own marketer and that, agent. That's a good segue to what I was going to kind of ask is you're cool. pretty prevalent from at least what I've seen, you're pretty prevalent like being in as, as as pretty much like a community guy in the fandoms, things like that. Like I know that you helped moderate some Metal Gear pages and yeah. then you actually ended up meeting Kojima. So it's like you're you're very well versed already. So we'll get back to the Kojima part, obviously, because this is a Kojima frequency. But do you feel like you're and and to what extent do you feel like that savviness that interest with the community has helped you yeah i think i think i see that uh the most with jojo right now um which is crazy uh but i like being i don't know i like being in uh good communities or not so good communities but i like always cherry pick the best parts out of it and try to ignore the rest <laughs> uh but it helped a lot uh, I'm in a bunch of voice acting communities as well. Um, I'm a moderator for a voice acting club. It's the, the biggest voice acting discord, the huge goldmine for everyone who wants to be a voice actor or just like thinks about it a lot. 
uh, because that that Discord is is heaven. There are so many industry professionals in there and uh, live Q and A's and whatever and whatnot. But uh, going back to that, um, being a part of so many communities and and having honest interest, I think, is what gets me on the radar so much. I'm I'm not necessarily. Uh, uh, known for my skill. I mean, a little bit. If I couldn't pull it off, then uh, I obviously wouldn't get these roles. But I do my very best to be seen, but in a very natural way. And yeah, being, I don't know, I think like like being one of these spokespersons for different communities, uh, Metal Gear Solid, for example, back then, was really a uh, a good stepping stone to get where I am now, where I can just jump into anywhere and they'd be like, oh shit, Vincent's here, what the fuck? <laughs> and I can be like, yeah, hi, I'm here. That guy deleted my Metal Gear shit post. I love that guy. No. <laughs> Damn right. There's so many people that hate me, Jesus. I was going to say, it, uh, I would hope that, I would imagine that the people, the haters, are probably not the ones that would be influencing uh you know, that that influence of yours since they're probably shitheads anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's hilarious how little power haters have. Yeah. Compared to yeah. It's it's great. It's super great. Like you can be hated by a bunch of people, but they're absolutely powerless compared to the people that support you and uh powerless towards your endeavors, whatever you're gonna do. Like your your mission statement. Whatever you want to do can't be stopped by haters. It just can't be stopped. It's great. Especially with the online community, you know, there's just so many just like, you know, just random shitty people. Sometimes they'll just be having a bad day and they just they just come over to your comment section, just take a dump on it. And you're like, all right, well, <laughs> like, I'm going to just have to just ignore that. And, you know, you kind of get, get that tough skin after a while and just, yeah, you just kind of got to just brush it off. Yeah. And it's so hard not to like, tunnel vision focus on the negative comments like there can be 99 positive comments and there'll be that like one mother you know you're just like <laughs> why can't i get that out of my head and like yeah yeah it's just it's hard to ignore that yeah great anecdote to that i received so much fucking praise for uh being jonathan joestar and jojo there was so much praise but I still only remember this one guy <laughs> ranting about my performance. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I, I remember that stuff so damn well, but not, not all this other praise. Like, it's, it's, it's like a pool of, of good vibes I have somewhere on, in my brain, but there's this mattress of shit floating on it <laughs> that's just, just this one fucking comment. Yeah, it goes a long way, but it's not going to stop me. And it's it's never, gosh, it's never like constructive criticism either, right? Like it's it's never like, oh, you know, I would have preferred the character go this way or that way. It's like, God, you made this completely shitty, and it's like, where do you even begin <laughs> with that? Like that helps nobody. This dude fucking sucks, right? Yeah, yeah. Dubs fucking suck. Yeah, no, but but actually, this this comment was, it was like a little bit constructive, and then I just realized, oh boy, you're jelly. <laughs> Son, you're jelly. <laughs> your jelly is a jellyfish. Okay, cool. Yeah. Look, if if he's not paying your checks, <laughs> yeah, it's coming at you like as a voice actor. Here's my opinion. It's like, oh boy, kind of like that. I'm I'm pretty sure that's a voice actor who wrote precisely, that. precisely. I had a question about. I always, whenever somebody tells me that they've had some extent interaction with the Metal Gear community, there's always like history points in the series where I'm just like, okay, what was it like dealing with this, this event, this event? Yeah. And the two that stand out in my mind are, you know, when you met Kojima, I think it was GamesCon, if if I saw my the notes correctly. And yeah. I always ask this for people who were like Metal Gear, I guess, influencers or moderators or stuff like that. But what was it like handling that? And what was it like handling the release of MGS five? <laughs> oh yeah those were great moments um so uh meeting kojima you went full cos mode on that like you you were uh like cosplaying yeah yeah which is which is great uh that was insane i was so fucking dumb i would never do that again i'm so happy i don't have lasting damage on my knee because uh like i i, I taped my my leg around like 
the upper leg kind of thing, so it looks like I only had one leg. Oh, man. And, oh, man. Uh, like, a lot of battle damage. That's dedication. <laughs> yeah, oh, it gets worse. It gets worse. So, uh, because I only had, like, the outfit and, uh, like, no, I, I did zero weathering for this thing. I was like, fuck, I need to weather this outfit. Like, it needs to look battle damaged. What 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 can I do? So I, I, I tapped a guy on the shoulder, and I was like, hey, dude, there's all this mud and dirt around here and, like, a lot of stones damn but can you just like drag me through there on one arm <laughs> and and he did that he, w- he was looking at me like what the fuck did you smoke dude but uh, he, he did that and uh yeah um i was like like i was laying on my back i was like yeah pull harder pull harder it needs to be dirtier ah, needs to be dirtier okay wait 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 i'll just flip around okay now pull me again and um yeah not not only was uh, the watch that I was wearing uh, totally broken, <laughs> uh, I was I was bleeding on various different spots. I'm an idiot, <laughs> but it looked amazing. It looked amazing. It was like <laughs> it was, was the perfect look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I did look good. And for the sweaty parts, I just used baby oil. Mm. I was smelling like baby oil all the time. Baby oil and great, baby powder, man. That's a that's a key ingredient there. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, like truly authentic sweaty like areas you can just make with baby oil on textile stuff on fabric it's so good it's so good and yeah so um given that and then i tried to like walk around without crutches on one leg because like i put that thing in there and i could not get it out that was such a big mistake i thought i could just like hop around on one one leg through the entire like fucking gamescom which just didn't work out i i got like 50 meters in i was like oh my god my my oh, my that. other leg is like giving out what the fuck this is way more excruciating than i thought so i had to have people carrying me the entire time and uh i was super exhausted uh like i i had so much on my mind and i was super worried because like i i could feel the blood like kind of just being i don't know pooled in uh, in my leg, like there was a lot of pressure on my knee, and there was just so much going on. And uh, we did like the whole cosplay thing and the shootings and whatever. And then they, uh, God, they were like, "Okay, everyone, stand back," and stuff like that. And I was like, "What's what's going on?" I couldn't even see straight anymore. I was just like sweating and trying to keep my composure and then be nice, like looking nice in the photos and whatever. And then. Kojima came up and just sat next to me. I couldn't see shit. I didn't realize it was Kojima. I thought it was just like a Konami representative oh or something. <laughs> I mean, technically, he was a Konami representative. Yeah, kind of, right? <laughs> and, um, yeah, then we, we took a bunch of pictures, and I was I was beaming. That was so cool. Especially because I felt like I was one of the only males <laughs> that he was actually like respectfully like interacting with usually it's just like i don't know females get more attention from him <laughs> it's kind of it's it's a thing like but that was super super cool and he took a picture of me with his own special camera he has like a super old um film camera that just uh uses like analog film that's awesome yeah, it's so it's so awesome, so awesome. And there was, uh, yeah, I mean, he he walked around like he owned this thing, and he technically kind of did. <laughs> and <laughs> my my heart was racing so hard. Uh, the I baby was just, oil uh, was actually baby, baby yeah. sweat, or actually real sweat now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really was. It really was. Um, I I wish I could have said more, but uh, did you do any like Taz uh, impressions around him or anything, or like try to do oh, any yeah. voices? Yeah, uh, I I did. I kind of flubbed it, but uh, it checked out. I was really good at like doing the cast voice back then. I was I was in it one hundred percent, and he even made a post about me. So that was back then. That was uh, super amazing. I still remember it, and I still cherish it. It's one of my most favorite memories as a cosplayer, actually. Yep. And in life. <laughs> yeah, man. That uh, that. Kaz reacts to the fiddle remix, man. That 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 uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still get comments on that. People being like, "Whoa, is this is this really Robin Atkin Downs?" I was like, "No, that's that's Vincent <laughs> Snake. This is bullshit. 
It's just bitch, bitch, bitch over and over. I don't even sound like that. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's extremely convincing. You did yeah. such a good job on that, man. You, you, you definitely have a, a ear for impersonations. Oh, yeah, thanks. Thanks. It was, uh, yeah, that was, I mean, it wasn't even that good. Like, back then when I met Kojima, it was really spot on. It was really spot on. It was really good. And now, now I could probably do it better if I, like, would have more prep time and stuff like that. But I totally fell out of the voice. Yeah, we threw that together in like a couple days. Like, it just <laughs> did it really yeah. quick. Even still, though, <laughs> like man, that's, really that's one of my favorite things. Yeah, and I, I realized uh, at that point when I uh, met Kojima and we did all the the video stuff and the photo stuff that this voice acting thing, but but by impersonating Kaz, like, could actually be a thing for me. So, uh, yeah. Magic happened. <laughs> you said he posted about you. Do you happen to know, like, happen to have a link to that post? I just want oh to see God, if he has a I'm... picture because I'm really curious about that camera now. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering the same thing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm afraid I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't have it, but it should be on his Twitter. God, I should actually follow him again. We have to. We're gonna have to do some like detective work. What GamesCon, like 2016 oh, and. <laughs> 2012 or whatever. I don't even remember. Fuck. All right, Which I'm Gamecom, on it. What Gamescom was it? I don't even know. Yeah, if you can tell me the rough on... date, I can find it. I think it was, what was that, like, Gamescom 2015? 2015, 2016? I figured it would be around, like, the MGS5 era. Yeah, 2014 or yeah, 2015, yeah, I think. It was a, uh, it was a uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, like, pre- thing yeah it was before but it, it was like out. definitely themed that yeah god that was but that was so cool that was super super cool i i still re remember that picture that he took of me that was so fucking awesome <laughs> yeah that was it, great it, stuff this is i was gonna say this interview has definitely been a lot of moments and it's pretty cool but a lot of moments where it's like guy is fan of something guy has direct like it's almost like you're the, like force gumping video games right now <laughs> where you experience and then you influence, you know, those areas that you're interested in in this industry. Yeah. Yeah, now that you mention it, yeah. It really is like that. That's awesome, though, like working in a just a, a field that you're, like, passionate in and, like, grew up in, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. Like, couldn't be any better, especially with voice acting because the general workflow is you go somewhere, you give it, like, 200%, and then you leave. <laughs> like you're there one day, everyone fucking loves you. And then you go and it stays there forever and everyone still loves you. And it's so good. It's exactly the way I would, I would love to work forever. <laughs> I don't want to like, God, I don't want to like muddy this moment with questions about like dealing with the Metal Gear community. Oh no, please do. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Because I know that's <laughs> like, I know that was like kind of another big part of like your, your Metal Gear life in history. And it's like, I don't know, like, I know Fingers runs a solid snake page on Facebook and some of the shit I see on there, it's like, <laughs> I, yeah, I dude, could. And, and groups are even worse than like pages. Like it, it goes down in, yeah. in Facebook groups. So I, that's, yeah, that's how I, how I met uh, Vincent just in that MGS uh, fan club group on yeah. facebook and there was once this like like the biggest thing i remember was there was once a huge split we we were like i don't know i think like seven thousand people in that group and it was it, it boiled down to uh there was a huge divide because <laughs> there we go. people did not want to have homosexual implicating content they they were they were totally fine with with uh i don't know sniper wolf and all kinds of fan arts but but the moment people posted liquid snake or something like that they were like oh we don't want to see this here and then there was like this this got so huge this got so fucking huge <laughs> that they actually first they started uh like to, to threaten like taking over the group somehow by hacking because they didn't want to see male nipples, <laughs> and uh, oh man, I, I I remember this guy. This guy, he's he's from France. He brought me the Kazuhira sunglasses that I have. Uh, I'm I'm still wearing them, and I'm so thankful. My man, we were just outside smoking a joint. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, God, memories, memories. But yeah, uh, so Metal Gear Solid fandom. Apparently, there's like half of it is super homophobic. Oh, you ever have you ever heard the the Russian taunt moment? No. Oh my God. Oh, right. I have to send you this picture. But essentially, um, somebody there. There's an argument in the community about um, about like liquid. Or not liquid. I'm sorry about Ocelot and like his his like if he really loves Big Boss and somebody yeah. posted a picture of him kissing Snake yeah. on at the end of MGS4 when you know if you if if he manages to grab you he gives you a kiss uh, and somebody yeah, had the yeah. audacity to say oh well that that's just a, kissing is just a Russian a taunt in Russian. <laughs> I was. I figured. So every time I hear a story like the one you've provided, like where the Metal Gear community or someone in the community, like you know, they they are like, "Hey, this this game has gay stuff in it." I always call it like a Russian taunt moment. <laughs> a Russian taunt. It's a testament to uh, how easy it is to bait people. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Fucking hell. But yeah, in in the end, it resulted in uh, another. Uh, Metal Gear Solid fan club group. Uh, they called themselves, I think, Outer Heaven. So they were they were basically like they they they've they've gotten super huge and whatever and whatnot until like Metal Gear died. How was it when like Metal Gear Solid Five came out? Because I'd imagine that there may have been just as much division during that period. Oh, and we've man. actually this is not the first time we've asked this question. Uh, I know we covered it with Three Dog, who you know is also big in the MGS community. Um, runs, you know, his own air, his own channels and things like that. So I, I want to see it from the Facebook perspective now, because I imagine it it wouldn't be too much better than the Twitch one. God, yeah, very diverse answers from people. <laughs> that's that's yeah. one way to put it. Yeah, it's oh god. Uh, I mean, um, like we we had a uh, pretty good. Um, group dynamic, I'd say, up until a certain point. For example, like there was this cool uh, uh, companion app where you could build your own little mother base and stuff like that. I remember that app. Having these like collective expectations based on the information given in interviews and whatnot, like 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 the uh, base building and and like how we would. Uh, Build up Mother Base, for example, and how they said that we could go inside buildings in Mother Base and <laughs> like one of them, etc., etc., etc. You could just go into that one room, like yeah. one room, and that room yeah, was yeah, technically you could go an illusion. Nah. Yeah, yeah. So the game dropped. We did all kinds of um, like uh, speculation beforehand, based on super solid info, stuff that was practically promised. Of course, things can get cut out of a game and whatnot. But in the end, we went in there with pretty solid expectations. Like, they were grounded. Grounded. And it would make a great game. So, um, game drops. I got it three days before street sale. Um, I played through it. And then I was grinding the extreme missions, I think slowly wondering if that was really it. If that was the actual game. And then it dawned on me that it was actually everything. And that was the entire spiel. That's all there is to it. So many things were missing in my head. <laughs> and, and and the first thought that popped up was, oh shit, I'm going to have a lot of admining to do when this drops. <laughs> oh my god. So first thing we did was uh, we, we activated where you actually have to manually accept every post that's oh coming up. Oh, my God. How do you... Because oh we man. knew she was going to How do you even, like, hard. communicate? Like, I'm, I'm assuming you're, like, your coworkers in, in this, for lack of a better term. I'm assuming they, yeah. you know, that hadn't broken street date or they hadn't gotten a broken street date copy yet. And... Can you imagine just like a few had? Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I can't imagine sort of being like the Paul Revere busting through the door and just being like, "Guys, we've got a situation." 
and, and guys, it's shit. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's the the entire situation. It was weird, and then you, you, I, I had my admin friends in different stages of denial as well, and in the end, they all came to the conclusion: holy shit, it's, it's not what it should be, not what they promised, and uh, lacking a lot. The gameplay was great, though, I had to say. But damn, where was all my promised content? <laughs> yeah, so in the end, what happened in the group was there was such a huge split. Uh, there were people actively saying, okay, okay, this is this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this is good about uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, and it's actually the best game ever. Go suck a chode. If you think otherwise, and the other people are just like, no, man, that was not what was, what, was, what was promised. And other people were like, no, this is complete dog shit. I never enjoyed a single second. I have 300 hours playtime. <laughs> I, I know what I'm talking about. Your typical Steam review. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, it was an absolute shit fest. It was such a shit fest. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And that was also like the beginning of, okay, I... I don't want to be an admin of this community anymore. <laughs> yeah, you did a slow little exit out. You're like, all right, I'm out of here. Yep, yep. This mother base is burning. I'm taking my leave. I'll be honest, that would probably be what I would say if I was in mother base uh, during the events of Ground Zeroes. Right? I'm taking my stuff and leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I stuck around through the survive days and... I'm still trekking onward through it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what these zombies are. Here's some fan art. Here's my podcast. <laughs> Here's my podcast. Please don't hurt me. It's funny, too, yeah. that a lot of the response to to MGSV got... Uh, it seemed very similar to the response that MGS2 got initially. Were you around back then? Do you remember how angry people got when that game came out? <laughs> yeah, we're snake. I want to play a snake. Right in such a fucking yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. this isn't what this isn't what we were promised, and and like uh, yeah, it just a lot of it echoes that same criticism, and so I'm I've been wondering for a while if like ten years later it's going to have its you know come to Jesus moment with MGSV <laughs> where everybody thinks it's brilliant. I I actually don't think so. No, like um. No, I, I I don't think so. I think there's like a different different thing. I think more people will grow to love it. That's for sure. Like people will love MGS5 more than like they love it now. Definitely. The gameplay alone is just amazing. But I think with Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, especially like the later parts with GW and the uh, the whole story as it, as it comes together in this ultimate fuck cluster of, of uh, data huge data information uh, control and whatnot uh had in the end like some sort of, of bigger impact you had a complete goal there and it, it it kind of satisfied people in a storytelling in a narrative way whereas at least for me in Metal Gear Solid 5 it, I was just I was I was basically holding a corpse at one point just thinking do something Please be alive. <laughs> we had such a good time. Where is everything? Yeah, it was weird. So how's your um how's your response to the game now? You know, years later, has it changed or like how, now that you don't have to moderate a Facebook group about it? Like, <laughs> right, like versus how you felt out about it at the time. Do you feel any different about it now? Yeah, I feel I feel uh a little less fucked over, so to say. <laughs> In the beginning, I was I was I was mad. I was just like, man, what the fuck is this game? Uh, but now I just remember all the good times that I had with it, and um, yeah, Bas basically, I'm just basically remembering like chapter one, <laughs> which was good. It was great. That part was great, and um, yeah. So I I think over time we grow to appreciate the good parts in Metal Gear Solid Five a lot more. I did. <laughs> I'll be honest with you guys. I I look fondly on the three years before the release as well. That whole that hype, was amazing. Yeah, that was 
I always tell the hype. me and my girlfriend, like me and her always talk about like, oh man, the those years, those years before Metal Gear Solid fan, man. I think we talk about that more than the like trailers. Yeah, like the four channers of theories. I think we talk talk more about that era than actually actually like playing the game as much hours as I yeah. put into it. Especially when we got just that little dose of it with ground zeros and then it was like, okay, oh, all right, here's yeah. a little bit more and we just slowly started getting those those trailers trickling out. God, I remember, was, I remember when they first showed Eli, and then they did that little camera trick where it was like two of them, and everybody was like, yo, there's going to be a young solid snake. And then, uh, yeah, that was just such a, a crazy time in the in the Rouge train. David Hayter's yeah, going to uh, be at the end, guys. I just know it. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Had so many people held on to that until the very yeah, end. Yeah, same year, though. That's the thing with like big finales and stuff too. Like everybody has these big expectations of what's going to happen. You know, like there, there's, there's all these plot holes that people want filled. Yeah, it was the same with Metal Gear Solid Four. You know, they're like, oh, we could have, we could have thrown in Solidus in this era. You know, we could have, we could have had this. We could have had Chico, and that, you know, just there was so much cut content. But I don't know. I definitely enjoyed the the times that I had with it. So. Yeah, which is good. Which is good. I mean, you even play Survive, so yeah. props to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nothing's gonna be like the build up to that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was great. The I I especially loved the level headed theory crafting. That was great. Like not this <laughs> Python Selkin shit, but uh, in in the group itself, for example, we crafted some very solid theories, and uh, we had great expectations for the game. Stuff that was practically teased and uh yeah god god that was so good i was watching those trailers so many every times every day every day <laughs> yeah garbage on repeat like not not yeah. garbage but garbage yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah the, the garbage, that Alicia garbage. trailer too uh oh yeah yeah so good oh my god yeah and i had a lot of people at work who were just like fanboying with me and i was always giving them like the the news intel stuff that I found in the trailer and and like we we had such a good summer like many good summers just like speculating on Metal Gear Solid Five at work it was good yeah it was fun like also like knocking down theories too like the whole just like yeah. like oh Gray Fox is you know Venom it's just like well no see that doesn't fit here though because like it was just so much like argumentative conversations during that time period. <laughs> yeah. That last trailer too hit differently. I mean, you could you could tell this was like a, a goodbye trailer in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, man, it hit me differently yeah. too because I've actually seen New Order play that live. And so Ooh. when that song came up with that trailer, because I was sitting next to a friend of mine, like I went to I went to E three that year, and I was sitting next to a friend of mine in his apartment, and we were watching that, and I was like, "Whoa, did he seriously use a New Order track?" for his last trailer like that's a statement it's crazy yeah it also like should cost a lot of money like to get the license for it i'm I'm sure that was a lot of the budget was all the licensed music for that game (laughs) yeah jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) yeah gee but damn did i enjoy like going back a little going down memory lane with metal gear solid and just how much how much that franchise like used to mean to me and it still does on an emotional level and uh like like seeing seeing the pictures uh again from that convention like the convention days were so fucking good all the friends that i've made there uh i still talk to a bunch of them regularly which is great so i'd say that's uh friends for life to a degree (laughs) it's crazy yeah, man, that's one thing with this community, man. It's 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 crazy how many people I've met and just how many people have been supportive and just you know you've definitely been one of those people, man. I, I got to give you like a just a huge shout out. You've always been this like positive, shining, beaming light of a, of a person that's just been like <laughs> you can do it. Like you know, just, <laughs> I don't know, man. You, you've just always been this like really nice. You know, I've always seen you just being positive with the community and and you know. Just me and you have both always just had this awesome relationship. So it's been awesome to have you on and just, yeah, go back and revisit and all those crazy times with the Phantom Pain and glad to have you on the show. <laughs> Thank you, bro, man. It, it means a fucking lot, really, it does. It's so cool. So cool. I mean, yeah, it's it's like us 
man, we're we're still talking a lot. Like that's it's great. It's really great. Things Metal Gear can do for people. It brings people together. And tears them apart. <laughs> and tears them apart if someone posts male nipples. <laughs> The line. Imagine, how can you play Metal Gear Solid and be homophobic? <laughs> how does this work? <laughs> There's definitely a bunch of uh, stuff that goes down, for sure. Yeah, man. I don't get it. Well, yeah, man, uh, if people want to find you online, uh, yeah. you know, you can you can go go ahead and plug your socials and, you know, where people can listen to you. Oh, yeah, you just go onto any platform, be it Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. It's always Vincent Fellow, sometimes with a space in between, sometimes not, but you'll find me there and I'll post stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks again for coming on. Thank y'all. Uh, that was, it was an absolute pleasure. I'm so happy you finally got to do this. That was so good. Yeah, man. It's been a blast. Yeah. Blast and a half. 